welcome into the draft edition of I Don't Know Jim. Joining us is a very special guest. We've got our NFL draft insider, Dominic Buccini, hopping on. Dominic, we're going to go over your mock draft, your big board, all that good stuff. But uh, thanks for joining us, dude. Yeah, no problem, Jim. Yeah, all right, Jim. And of course, we have our usual co-host, Alex Lee, looking great in a set of glasses. And uh, a raccoon hat, I think. Yeah, you are. So, uh, drafts a couple days away here, Thursday night. Dominic, let's just walk right through this thing. Give me a pick-by-pick analysis. Who's taking who? Why are they taking them? We've got my combine results right next to it, but you were the one that watched the tape. I want to hear what you got to say. So, first overall, obviously, Panthers traded for the first overall pick. Everyone knows. They've disappointed that quarterback. Their fans haven't had a good quarterback since Cam Newton. People are saying they might take Stroud. We want Richardson. We want Levy. The simple answer, Bryce Young. He's the best. He's one of the better quarterbacks coming out in years. You know there's. You know he's good when the biggest issue is, well, we don't know about his height, this and that. He's added 15, 20 pounds. I I don't see a big deal with his height in the NFL. I mean, Drew Brees did it. It is what it is. I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. They need someone that can come in and instantly play. Yeah, that makes sense. What uh, Where do you think you would put him among the guys that have gone in the first couple of picks in years prior? If you had to rank him among like the Herberts, the, Bo- the Burrows, you know, to uh, where would you put him in that? Would you put him on the, the borough level or where, where do you have him? I think I would put him on the borough level. He's definitely, I think he's the best Bama quarterback coming out. Okay. And, and like, like the fit. Yeah. I like, fit. I like his ability to make reads. I like everything about him. Like I said, I wasn't really concerned about the height. It was more the weight, you know, getting banged up, but he added 15, 20 pounds. I think there should be no issue in the NFL. Cool. Sweet. I agree with that. I think that he's the best quarterback here. He showed that he can do stuff on the run. He can improvise. He obviously throws an excellent ball. So I think he's the safest option at one. And moving on to two, this is an interesting one. And this is something that I learned about pretty recently. You've got Tyree Wilson going to the Texans at two. Now talk to me about this one. So I know I, I've been uh, hearing that the Texans might not go quarterback at two if it's not who they want. And I think who they wanted was uh, Bryce Young at two. I think they could have traded down at this pick. You know, they still got a lot of needs to fill, need to get a lot of better players. But at two, if they don't trade down, I think they're going to go for an edge rusher here. You got Will Anderson, obviously. I think Will Anderson's the better edge rusher coming out right now but i think tyree wilson is more raw and has a way higher ceiling than anderson i mean just last year he had um 63 tackles seven sacks and that was uh before he even uh injured his uh leg that kept him out for the whole year i think he's still like i said raw i like his size i heard someone say he's too tall which I've never heard of before, but it's an interesting take. Yeah, I know. He's six eight. Oh, I guess he's too tall. He can't tackle or something. 
But um, yeah, I think uh, if the Texans don't trade down, they're probably gonna go edge. I mean, it's tough. They could go Jalen Carter, but there's so many red flags. I don't know what team's gonna want to take them. I think it might be a team that has less to lose than the Texans. You know, year yeah. and year playing their head coaches, they gotta kind of get great players that are gonna have an impact early. Yeah, that's a good point. The one thing that that worries me, and maybe I'm thinking about it too much, was this guy's foot. I was I was reading a letter that his agent put out uh, March 24th, telling him, "Don't go and work out and sweat, because you can't risk getting sweat into the incision that we put in your heel for this foot surgery, or else you're going to damage it." It's a little concerning. I mean, obviously, you're in the NFL. You're an edge guy. You're going to depend on your your feet for your power, a lot of your strength, yeah. mobility stuff. But, you know, obviously a lot of people have them pretty high, and I think it's for a good reason, right? Yeah, and like I, like I said, so I saw that too, and I was kind of concerned by it, but that was March 24th. I, I think by the start of the off season, you know, I think it will heal enough that he'll be fine. I, I'm not really worried about it. If for some reason he starts having complications, then that's another story. But I don't think NFL teams are going to be too worried by it because I've been I've been hearing that um it's about fifty fifty right now fifty uh percent have uh, Wilson as their number one edge rusher. The other half has Anderson. I mean it's a coin flip on who you would take. But like I said, I think Wilson's got a higher ceiling, and I think he's a better team fit as well for the scheme. Gotcha. So we got one two. QB edge, and now here at three, Jim, we got a trade. Oh we yeah, trade. I think the Cardinals people are like, oh, they could snatch up Jalen Carter, snatch up Will Anderson Jr. But I, the Cardinals are another team that every year you think they're gonna be making the playoffs, making a push, never do. I think they gotta kind of flip the script, kind of start adding more players to their roster, younger players. So I think the Cardinals trade out of the free spot and they'll get a pretty payout for it. If it's not like the Colts moving up one spot for a quarterback, it's going to be a team like I heard the Titans. I don't know if the Titans would move up. They got too many needs still. Mm. I think the Raiders, you know, they signed Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason. I think they could go secondary and stay at seven, but I think they move up to three here because Jimmy's going to be 32 in November, and he hasn't finished the season in a while. He's just been banged up, getting yeah. injured. And, I mean, the Raiders, I think they could benefit from getting someone like Stroud because they don't have to kind of force him to start right away, you know, not put pressure on him. And I think Stroud's up there for quarterbacks too. This is a pretty good quarterback class, I personally think. So I think Stroud's a good fit for the Raiders. They'll get some weapons for him, but I think Jimmy G starts the season, you know, kind of like what the 49ers were trying to do with Lance, but I yeah. hope it better than that. I, I think this is the spot to be to grab a quarterback. I feel like this is where if you're a needy team, obviously you're thinking the Colts need a quarterback. You got to jump them. Yeah. Slash if you're the Colts. Holy crap, we might get jumped by five, six different teams. Maybe we move up or something, yeah. but I agree. I think this is a pretty likely outcome. Team goes up there, gets C.J. Stroud, gets themselves a quarterback. And with that being said, you've got the Colts here. 
staying at four, grabbing Will Levis. Levis. Yeah, so what I think is, like I said, I think the Colts could move up one spot to three to draft the quarterback. But what from I, what I've heard and read is they're pretty much like uh, Levis. And I mean, strong arm. I think he's very good, you know. He didn't have too, too, like, amazing of a season last year, but Kentucky lost all of their playmakers the season before when he was performing well. And even when he was out last year for Kentucky, they went 0-2 and were outscored 40-14. to So that, that's got to tell you something about the team itself. Mm. I, I like him. He's my number two ranked QB here. Him and Stroud are pretty close, but I think Levis is a great fit for the Colts going to bring a big arm to that team i think they need it another team that's kind of struggled with quarterback obviously yeah they finally get their franchise qb hopefully but nice yeah no i definitely i mean i don't think there's any way the colts come out of this draft without a quarterback right yeah there's no shot they go any other spot here so i think that checks out pretty well (laughs) five here we've got seattle Will Anderson Jr., this is a guy that I fell in love with while he was at Alabama. Yeah. But a lot of people seem to have soured on. Not soured necessarily in a sense that he's not good, but I remember two years ago it was like, if this guy was in the drafts, he's the number one pick. Yeah. So what kind of is a reflection of the reasoning for that? You know what I mean? Uh, See, I feel the same way like you. I don't understand it because – Stand-up kid. He's never been in trouble. Never had really any red flags at Alabama. All-around great player. His stats speak for himself. I think it's just, you know, like the hype. It's someone goes to the combine, runs a fast time. They get talked about. This is a this is a kid that, you know, he had a good combine, but he wasn't running the fastest. So they don't really talk about it. So then you kind of forget about him. I think he's one of the players that he's going to be – not forgot about, but he could maybe not go like second overall. He's probably going to go at least top six. But I mm-hmm. think that the outcome of this is he could probably be the best player to come out of this draft. Wow. Yeah. I mean, definitely fits a need for Seattle. Yeah. When I was looking, I was thinking, you know, Pete Carroll, he's not afraid to take risks with players. So I thought maybe Jalen Carter, but Jalen Carter and Will Anderson, two months ago, arguing who who is the best player in this draft. I I think it fits a need for Seattle, and I think it's a safer pick for them right now. Agreed. Totally, yeah. I love that reasoning there. And uh, speaking of the devil, six, the Detroit Lions. Got him taking Jalen Carter, who a lot of people would have had as the number one pick only a handful of months ago. This guy was an absolute monster at Georgia but he's had that off the field issue for a while now. He went to work out at his pro day, couldn't finish his drills. So it's kind of been downhill here for Jalen Carter. So talk to me a little bit about him. What is it? What is there to say? (laughs) Very gifted at Georgia. Obviously got in that legal trouble. You know, you know what? You got you got to just own up to it. I thought maybe uh, pro day he was gonna perform. He couldn't even couldn't even finish the drills. Couldn't even do anything. That's what I'm saying. So how come he's still getting drafted six? 
I think it just comes down to he, his level is just amazing. Some pe- people are saying he would have been the best player like last draft, the draft before. So I think his just performance is what carries him. And that that being said, I think Detroit, you know, they're a rough team. I, I think they need someone up in the trenches like Carter. I think Dan Campbell's willing to take the risk because I think Dan, if anyone can kind of help him and bring him in the right direction, it, it's probably going to be Dan Campbell because, you know, he's a player, he's a coach. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's just it definitely is scary when you look at it. I mean, can you trust this guy? Obviously, teams think about this stuff, but in my opinion here, and I know this isn't the case, I just dreamt it up, if the Patriots were at six, I mean, they're taking Jalen Carter every single day. You know that Bill Belichick loves the project. He loves the uber-talented guy with the off-the-field issues. Yeah, Just something that I think of, but it makes me nervous. I know teams took him off their draft board. Alex, yeah. you look like you've got some insight here. Uh, his his actions directly caused multiple deaths. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't want him on my football team. Yeah, I mean, this is what I'm saying. This is one of those people that's controversial. Teams took him right off the draft board. Like, I have him, I have him ranked as my number one defensive tackle in this draft, but I have him, like, 32 right now. And I only really have him at 32 on my big board because he's a first-round talent. But if I was an NFL team and you mess this up, you're, you as a GM, he does something stupid, plays two games, you're probably gone. Absolutely, that's your job. That's what's so scary about him. But uh, I think we can move on. That was some good dialogue there. Now we're at seven with the Cardinals, who in Dominic's mock had traded back with the Raiders. You've got him taking first DB off the board here, Devin Witherspoon. Yeah. So he's uh, arguably... I personally have Christian Gonzalez as the number one corner in this draft, but a lot of people have Witherspoon as number one, and I know he'll be he'll be number one on a lot of boards. I think he fits the scheme for the Cardinals. Cardinals kind of need some corner help here. Yeah, I mean, had, they just let Byron Murphy go. Yeah, they've had obviously. Some sorry, drafts and signings. Yeah, they and that's just a team with a ton of holes. Yeah. I like him. He's going to bring a physical presence. Yeah. Obviously, everybody likes to watch the highlight reels of him blowing people up. But he is a good player, good yeah. defensive back. So I think that's also a good landing spot here. Now, this is the interesting one for me here. At eight, you've got the Texans trading and taking Anthony Richardson. Yeah, so I know I was saying that there was rumors that Texans weren't going to take a quarterback at two, but nothing said they weren't going to move back up to take a quarterback. And I think, you know what, Anthony Richardson at eight, I think people are saying, oh, one quarterback's going to fall this draft. I don't know. I think a team's going to move up within the top 10 if someone's around that eight, nine spot because the Falcons, they, Falcons need a pretty – good turnover for the roster right now. They're not yeah. where they need to be. They pick up a few picks here. And I mean, Texans, it's tough because the Texans need, they could go wide receiver for the quarterbacks they already have. They could go O-line. They could go corner again. 
nothing saying they can't because they have Stingley, but you still no one else. But I like Richardson only. I kind of like him to the Texans mainly because, like I said, Texans already have a quarterback that they were hoping pans out. So I don't think they have to rush Richardson right away because the one thing I know it scares you, it scares me as well. He was throwing 53.8% accuracy rate. That's not where it's going to be. <laughs> no. God awful. Yeah. So I think if they don't start him, kind of like what I was saying with Stroud, although obviously Stroud's accuracy is very good. But I think if Richardson can sit out one year and kind of just work with the team, I, I think that's where he'd need to be. Because I don't see – people think Richardson will come in and start right away. If he does, he's going to be out of the league soon. I don't see that accuracy changing coming from college to the NFL. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. When you look at Anthony Richardson, the one thing I, I look at, I mean, this guy is an athletic freak. His yeah. numbers were off the charts at the Combine. A lot of comparisons, I mean, are saying ceiling Josh Allen. And that, I feel like, is pretty accurate. Josh Allen came out of Wyoming a couple of years ago, and what was his issue? Accuracy, right? Yeah. Obviously, he's probably one of the more extreme cases that we've seen, but given the right environment, given the right tools, the right pieces around him, he thrived. Yeah. If this is what the Texans are going to do, the question becomes, can they surround him with the right pieces? I think yeah. that's the seat. What do you think down there? What do you think? Oh me, yeah. You <laughs> you not. You don't I'm, look I'm, like that. You think they can? I'm up here on my end, so I thought you were oh, talking. Oh, about oh sorry. No, it's you're good. Sure. Um, I mean, just what we know about the Houston Texans organization is that they do not make the decisions to, you know, surround players with you know the pieces needed. Yeah. So I'd be a little hesitant to think that Anthony Richardson would necessarily blossom within Houston. But I do like the idea of these project quarterbacks with the uh, sheer raw talent and just taking your time to mold them how you want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. You can go on now. Why hey, why not, though? Like, why not mold this guy over a couple of years rather than, you know, and take you know, a big name school quarterback that doesn't always work out? You know what's funny is you look at it and in the short term you're like, wonderful, we have Case Keenum going for us next year. Whoever ends up being their starter, but who knows what's going to materialize down there? You never know. They've got John Mechie coming back. I mean, it's they got Robert Woods, Dalton Schultz, picked up Devin Singletary. They're trying at least. I like. I think that I think they'll pick up another receiver day two, as well. Yeah. They, they've got some good receivers in this draft that I think will, like even middle of the draft, that could be impacts. Obviously, they're not going to be wide receiver ones, but. Sure. They don't have to be. They just got to give you. So we will go to nine now. I think what we'll do is we'll go through the top 10. We'll go through the rest of the first round, touch on a couple of the notable picks. Then after that. We can break down some of your favorite players on your big board. Doesn't have to yeah. be in any order. Maybe guys that will go day two, day three. But we can move on right now to number nine, Chicago Bears, who originally held the number one pick. You have them taken Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Now, this guy, 
Huh? Tut I was going to say, this guy's an athletic freak. He's made of granite. Yeah. Because uh, there's some teams that are like, man, we don't know. I've heard like mixed reviews because they don't know r really how he's going to fit into a defense. They don't know if they're going to play him inside, outside, what they're going to do with him. But I mean, Chicago needs inside and outside. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah. No, I think it's a good pick. Keep the Midwestern guy in the Midwest. I think, now correct me if I'm wrong, but would that not be the highest? Drafted Iowa defensive player in history. I think Pretty it sure was. I was seeing something about that. I believe so. Fact check me. You can fact check me on that, but we'll move on to the tenth pick here. Tenth pick, Philadelphia Eagles. You have them taking Oregon corner Christian Gonzalez. This is your favorite corner. Tell me why. He's just physical. I know, obviously, Witherspoon. You know, you see the big hits. I think just. Christian Gonzalez just plays tough, plays physical, isn't afraid to uh, press someone. And obviously, Eagles, they're loaded right now. They don't have really any holes that they have to fill. But Darius Slay and Bradbury are going to both be up next year. You're going to have some defensive linemen up for contracts. So my thought is, obviously, Jalen Hurts just signed this huge contract. You're going to have to get some players that are going to fill needs. You're not going to be able to sign everyone. Absolutely. That's perfect. That'll round um, out the top. Just a, just a fact check you real quick. Um, TJ Hawkinson went eighth. Oh, all right. Thank you. So, yes, Alex, live fact checking. Thank you, sir. So, oh, I, would, I, would on, be, I would be right, right? There were a bunch yeah. of Iowa guys that have gone top ten. But I said defensive. Yeah, so I was about to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> well, he looks yeah, yeah, people forget. People Christian forget. Gonzalez some more. Um, Wait, Craig, Clemens, Craig Clemens, the defensive back, went 12th overall in 1969. So this mock draft would have him beating that. All right. Thank you. All right. Dominic, please resume. Christian Gonzalez. So like I was saying, obviously, Eagles just handed out a lot of money to Hurts. So I think, obviously... Some of these players that are going to be coming up in free agency, they're going to be gone via via free agency. So I think they got to start picking players that are going to fill some holes. Like I said, Slay and Bradbury are going to be up next year. I don't see them being able to re-sign both of them. So you know what? You got a young corner. Obviously, he's going to learn a lot from oh, Bradbury. And I have Didn't they just re-sign both of them? Yeah, but I thought it was only for one year. Oh, could have been. I thought it was for multi years. Fact check. Yeah, fact checker. What's up? Sorry, what do I need to do? Um, did they just didn't they just resign Bradbury and Slay for multiple years? They did. Okay. Oh. I guess I'm wrong. There was some Slay drama, and he was. I do remember to... that. Yeah. Sorry, it's okay. Continue, anyways. It's not that important. Yeah, even even if they were re-signed for multiple years, who knows with their contracts? Because you know they cut Slater, then re-sign them again, trying to yeah, work yeah. money. So you never know. I think a young corner that can learn from Slay and Bradbury would be elite, especially yep. a guy that's considered this good. I think it would be wild. Yeah, I mean, I think it only makes him scarier, right? <laughs> I think they'd be back in the Super Bowl, but 
That's the crazy part. Now here, I'm just going to kind of coast. So stop me when you get to somebody you really want to talk about. I want to talk about the Titans only because they're an interesting team here at 11. Right. Yeah. I've heard rumors they might trade up for a quarterback. Obviously, they didn't give up much for Malik Willis. Obviously, he wasn't too good last year for, like, future-wise. They could go offensive line because it's terrible. But they have no weapons. I mean, obviously, they drafted Burks last year, but he's not going to be enough to help you win. And you can't just rely on Derrick Henry because teams are just going to load the box. They know what your game plan is. Mm -hmm. So I think Jackson Smith. I'm not even attempt to say his last name because I can't. Jigba. Yeah, you say it. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I he's my uh, wide receiver one. I think he adds a new threat along with Burks. They'd have a young wide receiver core. I I like that pick. Interesting. So I definitely think that Smith and Jigbo will be the first guy off the board here, but like. Am I crazy for thinking the Titans could be one of these teams that just says, we got to move up, we got to take a quarterback after, you know, say the Lions take Jalen Carter there or wherever it may be. I feel like this is the spot where they they move up. There's no shot that they just stay pat, right? Yeah, I mean, so I could see a way where the Cardinals trade down from three and then trade down again. I could see the Cardinals loading up in this draft. Okay, I like that. And now we've got Nolan Smith going to the Falcons. Nolan Smith obviously was an absolute speed demon at the Combine. Let's see, let's pull up his numbies right here. Where is he? There he is. Four three nine forty. That's absurd. Do you think that this is a guy that is just running fast, or do you think he's actually talented and... I think he's talented, even like before the combine. It wasn't just like where no one knew his name, and then he comes in and runs a four three nine. Everyone know knew who he was on this championship team. Everyone liked him, and then kind of it was kind of like with Will Anderson. Everyone was talking about someone else, and he kind of started fading until mm -hmm. like he did this. But I don't think it's just because of his combine numbers. I think his play in general is what's got me high on him. And I think Atlanta could use some defensive weapons. Obviously, they traded for uh, Jeff Okuda. And, but so I still think they could go defensive back, but I think really there's going to be any upgrade on the defense. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this is getting into your territory now here. The Packers taking Brian Branch. Yeah, um, they could go offense, but I know they need almost that still hasn't re-signed. The the thing that I like with Branch is he can play really any position in the secondary. Okay. He's not just a safety. Like, he's played nickel, slot, everything you could imagine. So this is kind of a plug-and-play wherever you want. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know what, Packers, they could go for another wide receiver, could go for uh, a tight end. But I think ultimately they could go defense as well. Obviously, they just lost Aaron Rodgers, but I don't see them moving up. I think they want to at least attempt Jordan Love. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Now to the Pats here. I love this pick. I love who you got him taking here. Big Paris Johnson Jr. 
this is their number one need in my opinion. So I think he fits perfectly. Yeah, he's fast on on his feet, good hands, powerful. The thing that scared me with the Patriots was they were scouting defensive backs heavy. I was thinking if Brian Branch doesn't go to the Packers at 13, I could see the Patriots taking him because, mm-hmm. you know, Bill loves his uh, DBs that can play any position. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the one thing. I think if Branch isn't available, I think they are either going to trade down in usual usual fashion or are they going to go offensive tackle? Yeah. I'm I'm so scared that, that they get here and they take a guy like Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, see, who, who probably will turn out to be a good player, but I I would only want him if we traded down. Yeah, uh, I it's just there's so many needs on this team. I don't know how you could sit there and and yeah yeah you know we need a DB. All right. Tough. I know, because yeah. you never know what Bill's going to do. Yep. Next up, again, stop me if you want me to, if you want to talk about somebody. Jets taking Darnell Wright, offensive tackle, Tennessee. The Commanders, Joey Porter Jr., who we just mentioned, out of Penn State. Yeah, it's pretty explanatory. They need a good corner. He fits yeah. their scheme. He can press and play a lot of man, so basically fits the scheme. Mm. Here's a pick I like. Steelers taking... Peter Skaronsky. I like him a lot. Honestly, it was it was between him and Paris Johnson Jr. for the Patriots because once again, you know, Bill likes someone that can play a lot of positions. Yeah. And Peter yeah. can play almost every position on that O line. I think it's gonna come down to what team picks him. So I think basically if he gets picked by if he somehow falls to the Bills, he'd probably play guard. But I think someone for the like the Steelers, he'll probably play tackle. They need a good tackle, but their own their own line's kind of a mess. They get injured a lot, so he's kind of a plug and play wherever you want, which is very helpful. Yep. Now next up here, we've got the Lions with Cam Smith out of South Carolina. The Bucks addressing a major needed offensive tackle with Broderick Jones out of Georgia. I, I like that pick. I was going to have them taking Bijan Robinson running back because, you know, they uh, got rid of Fournette. But after getting rid of uh, Donovan Smith, cutting him, I don't see how you don't go offensive tackle if one of the top fours available because yeah. they need it bad. Yeah, and I know. Any chance for their quarterback, whether it's Mayfield or Trask, they got to go tackle. Sure. Yeah, I agree with you. This is one of those teams that I put on my radar, too. I mean, as far as you need a quarterback, they could be making movements as as that number ticks up. But anyways, move along here. The Seahawks at 20, taking Michael Meyer. Now... This is the first head and off the board. You like him better than Kincaid? I do, mainly because I think Kincaid run might be a little better of a route runner, pat pass receiver. But I think uh, Meyer just is all around better. He can block more. I know Seattle's kind of more physical, so I think realistically, if you want to get an all around tight end, I think he's 
Mary's better. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the one thing that really stuck out to me about him was he's kind of slow. 4 740. Yeah. But, but see what I I don't really like 40 sometimes because it doesn't show like the in-game speed. It kind of just running along. Sure. Fair enough. I Fair think enough. him and uh font, because I like Noah Font who they have. Mm-hmm. Alright. Next up. First running back off the board here, Bijan Robinson to the Chargers. Now, if he takes, or if the Chargers take Bijan, do you think that means Eckler's out the door? I think Eckler gets dealt. Wow. Thursday right. or this weekend. Interesting. I think, so I think especially if they move him Thursday, this Bijan pick's kind of going to be a lock. But if they take Bijan, they're going to be wheeling and dealing Eckler. Because, you know what? I, I, I know he requested a trade. Who knows if the Chargers will fulfill it, but I, I don't know. I think he wants out. I don't know if he wants to play for him, so I think they get a their perfect replacement right here. Yeah, this is what they need. They need an in-between-the-tackles runner. I love Austin Eckler, and he's great for fantasy purposes, but yeah, this is a difference maker that you can give on every down. Yeah. You just chewing, or you have to say something? <laughs> I'm just chewing. Sorry. Oh, you gave me the finger like you were gonna say something. All right. Oh, my bad. My bad. I don't even know where you got food from. When'd you get food? Oh, it's just a piece of gum. Oh, all right. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Moving along now, Alex. We need some insight here on this one. Twenty-two. Dominic's got the Ravens taking the hometown hero Zay Flowers. Yeah, I love it. Um. I'm not sure if, you know, OBJ would sway this to, you know, less wide receiver-oriented pick. I know the Ravens like to go with best available on the board at the time, no matter what, really. But, hey, I like Zay Flowers. I think he's a stud. I would welcome him into the wide receiver room alongside OBJ. So I, I like this pick. Dominic, now, what's the uh, rationale here for having Flowers above a guy like Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson. Just from what I've heard, you know, I heard a lot of teams might even have Flowers as their number one receiver in this draft. Wow. I think, I think teams are going to be all over the place for who has who for like the number one, number two, number three, because all these guys are amazing. I just kind of like Flowers' production at BC, obviously, with different quarterback changes. Yep. Bill was out for a while, injured this year, and wasn't playing too well. And he still did very well. He could have gone elsewhere, but he stayed at BC and showed that he can still perform with different quarterbacks, all different calibers. So that's what I like about him. I think he's a very good route runner. I think you can put him in the slot. You can still put him out wide. I think he can play all over the field. I think if you're going to try to uh, win back Lamar, you're going to have to get some weapons for him. Sure, yeah. I think this is a good pick. I think it's a good fit. You can move on here, and this is another interesting one. Hennon Hooker to the Vikings. I was I had them going defense, but wow, I, I feel like now am I wrong thinking this is really early for Hendon Hooker? I don't know. I heard uh be on the lookout for late first. Really? Is that you hear that too, Alex? 
Uh, no, I, I did not hear that, but I don't have the same sources, so I don't know. <laughs> and then I, I also heard that be on the lookout for the Vikings to go Hendon Hooker. Like, it's, if he's there, they're probably going to pick him. But it, this kind of does make sense if, you know, they were kind of clearing some of the older guys off the roster. So, you know, Kirk's a great quarterback. Hendon's coming off that injury. So I think Kirk gets another year, but then who knows with him. So this you could just be to, smoke, but. You tell me to hammer Hendon Hooker's under um, on the expected draft position. What's it at? What is it right now? I don't know, but I'd, I'd love to uh, to hammer it if I can. Hold on. Let's look it up. Yeah, let's take a look. Research guy. This is why we're here. We get the live research. While they're researching, give you a little bit about Hendon Hooker here. Tennessee quarterback. This dude had a phenomenal year. Ended up tearing his ACL late. Uh, Some of the measurables that really nobody cares about, but I did record. Huh. And ten and a half inches all the way across his arm, measuring the longest at the combine, actually. Thirty-three inches from his shoulder to his fingertips. How's that for you for length? Jeez. All right. <laughs> oh. Um, I've got the number for you. Let's hear it. Yeah, currently currently on uh, you know, at seven thirty on April twenty fifth, Hendon Hooker is favored to go under thirty one and a half at minus one fifty five. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. So is that our be a gem for the draft? Hendon Hooker under? <laughs> per Dominic, yeah. <laughs> it is. All right. <laughs> I mean, Hendon Hooker would have probably been a top 10 pick if he didn't tear his ACL. Wow. There you have it, folks. That's like the most insight I've gotten here. This is crazy. Want to move on? Yeah. All right, next pick, you've got the Cowboys trading and taking Miles Murphy, edge Clemson. So, Miles Murphy, I think he could go anywhere from 10 or, like, really anywhere because he was another edge rusher. There's been a, a theme here with edge rushers that build up hype throughout the year and then kind of, like, simmer down. I think he's one of them that you could see kind of falling. I know Cowboys – Edge isn't a huge issue for him, obviously. But I think they move up two spots and take Miles Murphy. It would be scary to have him on the opposite side with Parsons. Sure. And then uh, you've got the Giants at the next pick getting their guy outside. TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnson. This guy's a physical freak. 6'3", yeah. 208. I mean, if he can step in and be that guy for Daniel Jones, look out. Yeah, they need weapons. I know, obviously, some people are like, oh, what do they do here? Do they go defensive back? What do they do? But I think they need a receiver, especially after the end of last season when all of their other ones were injured and it was just the no-name show. I think they need someone. The only thing um, with uh, Quentin is – the only thing that scared me was watching him in the championship game. He was nowhere to be found, so – when he faces tougher competition, is he going to be good? That was my only red flag. That's why well, I there was nobody on that TCU team to be found that night. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true, but I think that's the reason why I think he could fall a little bit to like 25. But I've okay. seen people going as high as 10 to the Eagles, so who knows? Gotcha. 
Then the Jags trading and taking Deontay Banks, DB, out of Maryland. Bills picking up a need for them, definitely. Yeah. Osiris Torrance out of Florida. He can play guard for them. He's only an interior offensive lineman that I can see going day one, Thursday night. I don't really see anyone else. I think they're all kind of day two guys. This class is more of like a role player kind of second day picks for offensive line. So if the Bills want to fill a need, I think they kind of go with Torrance day one. But Gotcha. No, I hear you there. Next up, Cincinnati Bengals got him taken. Julius Brents. Ebay at Kansas State. I actually saw some hype about him the other day. Yeah, he, he's got good tapes. He's kind of physical, fast. So, Bengals, I think I could, if somehow around the Giants mark, if Robinson still hasn't been drafted, Bijan, I could see the Bengals moving up and taking him because they're another team that who knows what they're doing with Mixon. Yeah, that's very fair, too. Next up... The Saints really bolstering their receiving core here with Jordan Addison. I think if he's available, you take him. I just get as many weapons as you can because Michael Thomas will be out by week five. That's also very fair. So I think it's kind of like, you know, end of round one, it's who's fallen, best available. I think Saints, Saints need to go best available here, especially Derek Carr. Load it up for him. Sure. I mean, yeah, they just threw all that money at him. Yeah. Right? Might as well try to help him succeed. Next up here, we've got the Eagles. Wow. Taking Kalijah Kansi here. Interior defensive lineman out of pit. Now, Jim, here's a guy that ran a ridiculous 40, 467. Getting comps to Aaron Donald. Why? Because he's shorter, because he's quicker, and because he's strong. So give me a little bit of insight here. This is scary if the Eagles got this guy. See, like, I was like, he's going to – I have him as on number 11 on my big board here. And I'm like, I'm trying to think, and I'm like, I had him originally for the Vikings. And I was like, oh, I like that pick. But then I'm like, I'm hearing about Hendon Hooker, and then I'm trying to figure out where he could go. And I'm like, I'm like oh, maybe the Cowboys. But I'm like, who knows about them? He could fall, I think. And – once again, Eagles, they're going to eventually have to lose some players in free agency. Sure. They're going to be loaded with Gonzalez and Cansey if they got them. I mean, there's I don't see who else was the Eagles pick at 30 if he's available. Yeah, no, I think you're I think you're right. I think this is a great a great pick for them if he ends up there. That's fantastic. They struggled down the stretch when Jordan Davis was out. So, yeah, I think that fills a huge need for them if he ends up being available. Last pick of the first round here, pick number 31. Shout out the Dolphins for getting their pick stripped. 31, Kansas City Chiefs got him taken. Brian Reese, defensive lineman out of Clemson. Bring us home. Frank Clark obviously cut. I know Breezy's interior, I think they could go edge here. Maybe Keon White, but I... Breezy is another one that was getting some hype during the season. You know, people questioning his production year in, year out. I saw even the ability that at the beginning, Atlanta at eight might take Breezy, and then he started falling a little bit. Chiefs are known to kind of, you know, 
swoop in and take best available as well. So yeah. I think, I think he, you could fit him in on that line. I think he'd play well in that system. And there's not going to be, like I said, there's questions about his production, but when you got Chris Jones, there is not going to be him by himself. So I don't think you kind of have to put all the pressure to produce on him. Yeah. It's an excellent point. Dominic, you, uh, you knock this one out of the park here. I think your mock draft not only educated me, but hopefully educated the listeners a little so. bit. Right. Um, now I kind of want to just, you don't have to run us through your big board, but give us maybe a player or two from a couple positions, guys that aren't being talked about that you think maybe are day two, day three guys that can be taken and make an immediate impact for a team. I'm going to go first running back. You know, obviously people are talking about Jameer Gibbs being the second best. I get uh, Zach Charbonnet, UCLA. Yeah, I think he could immediately come in and start for any team or be a huge rotation player in someone's offense. Gotcha. He did very well at the Combine, too. Good season and then performed at the Combine. Uh, People aren't really talking about him right now. So, yeah, I I think I've seen some people have him as, like, the fourth or fifth best running back in this draft, but I got him at number two. Not enough people are talking about him. I think he could be an instant impact on any team. Nice, nice. How about a guy from the defensive side here? Defensive side? All right, let's scroll down here. I'll, actually, I'll go with uh, the Georgia Tech, Keon White. Keon White, all right. He's big, huh? Yeah. Interesting. He's huge, physical. I like him a lot. I've seen him kind of some mock drafts, had him sneaking into the first. I yeah. think he'll go early second, and I think he'll be a great impact player right away. Wait. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, this has been good stuff here. Again, we will have all these resources posted for the good people out there just so they can see. But uh, Dominic... Dude, thank you. This was great. Our first ever draft special. So, uh, really appreciate you coming out, educating the people, putting your work on display. And, uh, Alex, got anything to say to Dominic here? Thanks, D. Appreciate well, it. Hopefully, all I got to do is get more right than Mount Kuiper and I keep doing this. Yeah, that's right, baby. Next thing you know, it'll be you on the ESPN set. Can't be much harder to get. You got two right last year, so. <laughs> All right. Mel Kepper, catching strays. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> hope you enjoy this little special edition of I Don't Know Jim, and uh, catch you next time. Thank you. Nice. See ya. <laughs>